Which NFC South running back might get the best part of his workload taken away in 2023? Is one AFC East rusher going way too high because of his performance in a small sample size last season? And which NFC North tight end might be setting up his drafters with disasters? Plus, nine-time FFPC league winner Tommy Heron moseys on to the broadcast to talk Khalil Shakir, Calvin Ridley, Trey McBride, and much more. We've got a great show for you. Farrell Elliott is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now watching the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. Welcome to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts Eric Balkman and Farrell Elliott. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for analysis from the best players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Baltman and Farrell Elliott. Silence in the scripture, are we not all our father's sons? I became a man, nobody ever told me what a man was. Thank you, Rob. Greetings and salutations to all of you Balkaholics and Farrelliacs. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I'm your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is the definitive commissioner of fantasy football, Farrell Elliott. Coming up on tonight's show, we're going to let you know what our thoughts are on a post-hype sleeper in the NFC East, a previous All-Pro, uh, potentially having a huge bounce-back season, and then uh, nine-time FFPC league winner Tommy Heron is going to chat with us about Austin Eckler, Tank Bigsby, and a ton of other player evaluations from some of the players he has and has not drafted so far in the Never Too Early tournament, the FFPC Best Ball Tournament, and the Fantasy Pros uh, Championship as well. If uh, you want to connect with us on Twitter, please do so. The show is at HSFF Hour. I am at Eric Balkman. Always learn more about Farrell's fantasy football, uh, Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship at KFFSC.com. You can post on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash HSFF Hour. You can also email the show at HighStakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com. If you have any questions for us, now is the time to send them. We'll try to get to all the chat room questions, tweets, and emails in the fantasy feedback segment later on in the show. I want to thank our audio engineer, my best friend Bryce, and our producer and mutual friend Rob. Coming to you on a Wednesday, so I'm very excited that all of you are tuning in and watching. Uh, very thankful for that, very grateful for that. Is It's the final day of May. Tomorrow will be June, and really the summer of drafting will be underway. What I want you to take care of before then is uh, your FFPC main event teams, because at midnight Pacific time tonight, which is a little under five hours from now, uh, it will be the deadline for the early bird promo and the pros versus Joe's drawing. So if you want to get into the main event this year and take your shot at a million dollar grand prize, a $6 million plus prize pool, uh, tonight you're just hours away from being able to save $100 off your first team as well as be entered into the uh, pros versus Joe's drawing. After midnight Pacific time tonight, uh, that $100 early bird promo is gone. Um, and after midnight Pacific time tonight, you will no longer be eligible to enter uh, to be in the pros versus Joe's drawing, which will be coming up after um, the early bird deadline. And we will pick randomly 42 Joe's out of there to compete against 42 pros. 
uh, in the FFPC Pros versus Joe's Championship, the seven 12-team leagues, and the winner of each of those leagues is going to get a free entry into the 2024 FFPC main event to take their shot at a million bucks. You can win a million dollars as well in the Fantasy Pros Championship, just 350 bucks to enter that. That's at myffpc.com. Uh, as well. That's where you register for the main event. That's also your register for the Fantasy Pros Championship. And uh, you can take advantage of the early bird promo going on right now as well, where if you uh, sign up, um, you will get a free $35 league credit. Make sure you are drafting prior to the uh, early bird promo expiring, which is coming up as well. Uh, Dynasty startup drafts going on at myffpc.com. $100 level is where it starts. It goes all the way up to the $5,000 level. We've been doing Dynasty for almost a decade, well over 1,300 teams. Not a single one of those teams has ever folded. You register for those at myffpc.com. If you don't like the management aspect of fantasy football, you just want to draft. We got two great best ball tournaments going on right now. The FFPC best ball tournament giving away a $200,000 grand prize this year, just 125 bucks to enter at myffpc.com. And of course, a $50,000 grand prize in the Superflex, FFPC Superflex best ball tournament. Just 35 bucks to enter that. Uh, plenty of slow, live, and sit-and-go best ball options all at myffpc.com. Remember to like, subscribe, comment, share, and get notified every time we go live on this channel. Now, a uh, bit of housekeeping right up at the top of the show. I'll let everybody know. I'll remind everybody at the end, too. Um, there is no um, uh, Better Sports Network high-stakes fantasy football show tomorrow evening. Um, because I have a prior engagement where I'll be throwing out the first pitch of a minor league baseball game. Uh, so I am off tomorrow. However, uh, the channel still will be live. We will have Aiden LaCorey and Dave Tripoli bringing you live pick-by-pick -pick coverage of the FFPC Hardway draft. A uh, lot of great uh, players in that. In fact, if I, I don't think I can. I'll see if I can run it down here real quick. But I know, too, our, our good buddy, friend of the show, Two Packer, has the first overall pick in that draft. Tomorrow night, again, coverage beginning, I believe, at 8 o'clock Eastern time, and they'll have uh, everything on there. Um, like the, the whole draft, they'll have a lot of the guys drafting uh, to be chiming in, doing some live hits during the draft as well with Aiden and, uh, and Terp. Um, you are looking at 8 o'clock um, tomorrow, and why can I not find the list? Okay, so we got Dan Williamson, we got Austin Martin, uh, Theo Greminger, Billy Muzio, uh, uh, Todd Burrows, uh, Abib Agbatoba, David Hubbard, Darren Armani, Noah Riddell, Mark Garcia, Tupacker. I mean, it's littered. It's it's a bunch of hardos in that draft. So you want to check that out. I, oh, beg your pardon. 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time tomorrow is when that will start. So make sure you are tuning in for that. All right, enough of the bear baiting. As my high school uh, history teacher would once say, and probably still does to this day, let's bring him in right now, the commish, Farrell J. Elliott. Well, or J. Farrell Elliott, welcome in. Thanks for doing the show on a Wednesday night. How's your week going so far, buddy? It is one of the worst weeks in the history oh. of you. You know, you're you're dealing. I'm closing out the month of May with uh, the, you know, I'm in an aggravational state. I started the day with uh, our beloved Tyreek McAllister being relieved of his duties at the Denver Broncos for what I'm losing count. I think this is about his fourth time, and uh, you know, so uh, there will be an aggravational bent to my. Uh, yeah, you know, fantasy football commentary tonight. And I really love the rundown that you gave tonight. It's like a glitterati of the FFPC. It's like those are, are us lesser mortals sit back and we wonder, you know, when we can participate in something like that. And, and you know, it just is, it's, it's great. It's just, and I have been retained by the aforementioned Dave Turp uh, to run his millinery game of uh, 
In other words, I am in charge of the hats for Dave Turp, and uh, we're going to start with a Kango. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. And he says he's got a big dome. You don't think about it. You know, he's not a particularly oversized guy, but he says he's got a really big dome. So, you know, we're going to work up some hats for Dave Turp where he can come on the show with you, you know, and, and you know, I mean, Bonky, you've got a really – you, you you cut a really wide path. The guy's got to get some props and things to help when they're on the show. He, he uh he's got he's got to have a big dome for that big brain, that big fantasy football brain of his. So I'm that's, also that's on my pot of coffee. Uh, the second one was served uh, Dizzle style, and uh, <laughs> but, you know it's going to be okay. It's good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. I want to get into it, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, Commanders on Twitter this week um, put out a tweet. That uh, their head coach Ron Rivera said Antonio Gibson's actually really shown his pass catching abilities uh, in OTAs. Talked about what a load he is in space, and this is a guy last year had a career high in catches with 46, 453 yards and two touchdowns. JD McKissick hurt most of the season last year. They had Brian Robinson in last year as you know the, the rookie out of Alabama, and you got to believe he's going to get the early round touches. But I guess the thing here is is the head coach is, is praising Gibson here. We already know he caught 46 passes last year. He's an injury away type guy. Farrell running back 38 at the 906. Have the FFPC drafters caught up to Gibson? Is that the spot he should be going or should he be going higher? That's exactly right because that's where Mr. Armani tells us he's going, and I think that's a good place for you. 46 catches is a good NFL total. You add a catch per game, now we're over 60, which is about where I expect him to finish. You know, uh, Coach Rivera was at the games last year, so he obviously saw this happen. And, you know, he'll get the ball to him. He'll be a check down. He'll be a check down contributor in this offense, and he might line up in that slot like we've been promised and do some things there. But um, from a fantasy standpoint, um, I don't think we're going to have enough touchdowns with him to play much better than that ninth round draft pick. He is a uh, he's a James White version waiting to explode. And, you know, James White has some big games carrying the ball too, so it could happen. But I, you know, it's a ninth round draft pick. That's what you ought to do with him. He's going right behind his real-life teammate, Brian Robinson, and then Khalil Herbert going right ahead of Rashad Penny there in the ninth round. And, and Farrell's absolutely right. Uh, anytime we set ADP on this show, it's thanks to FantasyMojo.com, at FantasyMojo on Twitter. Darren Armani, who's actually going to be drafting in that hardway draft tomorrow night, uh, he is the godfather of the FFPC Pros versus That's Joe fun. Challenge, which he'll be putting together as soon as we draw the Joes and whatever it's going to be, 24, 48 hours for that. Uh, and so if you are registering for the main event, be paying attention to your email. If you get an email from Darren Armani, it's usually good news. Uh, the Athletics' Joe Person told, uh, told uh, uh, his readers in The Athletic that um, there is no power runner on the Carolina Panthers roster, and that might mean that Chuba Hubbard gets the short yardage work. 29.7% um, DVOA on 18 carries with three yards to go for first or less last season. Yes, I know that's a loaded stat, but it's what we're going on. Six foot one, 210 pounds. I think the commentary I want to bring up here is not necessarily on Chuba Hubbard, Farrell, but it's on the new Carolina Panthers running back, formerly of the Eagles, Miles Sanders, knowing that, again, this is what Joe Person, who covers the Panthers, is saying. This isn't gospel. This is just what he thinks. But if that is the case, if Hubbard's getting goal line stuff, does that make Miles Sanders kind of a little bit of a reach at running back 19 in the mid-fifth round? He's going ahead of Swift, Cam Akers, Damian Pierce, Rashad White right now. 
to me, if you're not getting goal line, that's kind of a big deal. You know, I think that gets underrated. Your thoughts on Miles Sanders, where he's going as, as the 19th running back off the board. Fantasy players in the FFPC and the KFFSC should not pay one bit of attention to Joe Person's musings here on May oh. 31st about the backfield of the Carolina Panthers. Let's turn to professional scouts who know a little bit about this game. Um, and, you know, I like both these players. I like Sanders a lot, especially in the fifth round. That's a player that I would be targeting. Uh, Sanders has a different size, a different type of build. Hubbard is is a, a lankier player. He is, uh, you know, he, he's quite a ball player. He's a Big 12 player of the year, which proves he can do it all. And he's got great speed in space, which means – he can beat someone to the pylon, and he could get some touchdowns that way. But I just, I just really don't think that he is the same kind of power runner as Sanders, who seems to fall forward and, and gain yards. Uh, he breaks through the initial contact. I, I think that's your goal line back. Will they both be on the field? Yes, and you know, speed in space is 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 Hubbard's thing. Uh, falling forward. Is Sanders things? Uh, Hubbard does know when to put his head down. That slender frame around the goal line doesn't impress me as much as what they might get from uh, is what they might get from Sanders. And look, this team had 16 rushing TDs last year. So whoever gets them, however you cut them up, if they don't improve in the red zone, it's not going to be enough to move you in fantasy that way. I think Sanders. Uh, had almost as many as that while at Philadelphia. And let's hope he can get uh, many more yeah. as a Carolina Panther. Yeah, I remember Sanders after his 2021 season told people not to draft him because they couldn't find the end zone. And then 2022, he was all over the place in the end zone. He's Dave Turk totally- told everybody not to draft him too. You remember Dave Turk couldn't get over the zero. <laughs> you know, it, it's just, but yeah. Uh, J.K. Dobbins going right in front of Miles Sanders. Right behind him is Minnesota's Dalvin Cook. Again, hey, Balky. Uh, Say something about Kevin Williamson being in in the chat room. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So so Kevin Williamson, um, a, uh, a longtime uh, viewer, listener, and former guest of this show, popping in to to hang out with us tonight. A guy I love seeing in Kentucky every single year when I go down to uh, to the Louisville area and draft um, uh, draft against him. I don't like seeing him at my table. At no, my he's table. a good player. And he's a very good player. How he, you know, pros versus shows time, that's being decided. He shows up in the in the, in the, <laughs> in the chat room. He's always – he really wants he really I, wants to be in that. You know? and, and he'd mop up. He'd do very good. The Joes historically have uh, have wiped the, uh, the, the, the face of the earth with the pros, and uh, Kevin Williamson would no doubt do that. Um, as well. I want to keep it on the running back conversation here, Farrell. Zach Rosenblatt from The Athletic um, had a report today that went against what Robert Sala said about running back Brees Hall. Rosenblatt says it'd be surprising if Hall were ready to go on day one of training camp. Now, Javante Williams, we also know, uh, I should say with Javante Williams, we also don't know what ready to go means. Um, Is it showing up is it practicing is it just doing walkthroughs is, is you know it, it, it's weird um and i and robert salas said today that he's very optimistic that hall will be ready for week one of the season okay so he's not going to be ready for day one training camp but he will be ready for week one of the nfl season that's what the two what rosenblatt again who covers the team and then sala who coaches the team are saying obviously you would expect the coach to be more optimistic and he is in this case uh, i bring it up because Brees hall was a guy that 
I don't know, would have been, if he didn't tear his ACL, there's a lot of people that would have been making him the first running back off the board this season. But he did tear his ACL. This is the world we're living in. And as a result, he is not the top running back off the board. In fact, he is not even in the top five. He is the 10th running back off the board, Farrell, at the 301, right behind Derrick Henry. Forgive me if we've talked about this before, but I'm just going to bring this up right now. I still am a little nervous about taking a guy coming off ACL uh, surgery at that 212, at that 301. Um, if he's healthy, great, but that, that's no guarantee that he's going to be effective. I, I think the fact like, we don't want to mix it up. We don't want to say, oh, just because he's out there and practicing, that means he's going to be the Brees Hall we saw last season. That's what gives me a little bit of trepidation of drafting Brees Hall at the end of the second, early third round. Are you also as nervous as me, or do you feel a little bit more rosier? Balky, you're one never to live in fear. And and when you do, your good friend Don Erickson talks you out of it. Rosenblatt's probably got medical history. His mama probably wanted him to go to medical school, so he's throwing some stuff out there. Maybe he's like the plumbers, as you know, it's been uh it, it, as it's been played out on HBO. Maybe he's yep. like plumbers that he's invading the doctor's office and getting some files to look at. He doesn't know. In most cases with injury situations like this, the people that don't know aren't saying. And the people that that, that, that say, hell, I don't know. Anyway, listen, don't pay any attention to this. Don't draft injured players, especially in the third round. Now, I want to take a risk. If I'm going to load up with extra running backs, I'm going to go ahead and take Brees Hall because he's coming to a better offense with a better team. And he's got a situation that if he comes in fresh in week four, that I'm not, I'm not going to hurt so much as if I would with Williams, who if he comes in week four and Denver could already be struggling out of the gate, we got a better team in New York. If you think you can build a team that can, that, that Hall can take you further when he comes available we go ahead and spend the third round draft pick on him and then pick you up a Miles Sanders or something in the fifth round. Just load up more on running backs. So it depends on your build, as they say in fantasy football. Uh, I like Hall better to the guy to take the risk on, even though you're paying substantive more draft capital. You could technically in the fantasy pros start a draft right now with Justin Jefferson and then that that two three turn. Go with a guy like Devontae Smith or Chris Olave and then pair him, you know, go with Brees Hall there as well. So then you have a, a Hall backfield, a Brees Hall uh, backfield with Justin Jefferson and uh, Devontae Smith. Okay. And then if, if what you're saying then too, uh, Farrell, if you, if you if you go, you know, and, and get Tony Pollard um, to, to go with him and where's Pollard going right now? A um, little bit further down, I thought. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Pollard is going before him. Pollard's yeah, going before we, Brees Hall. We covered that on the show last week. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, there are, there are ways to build a dominant team. And, you know, if you're trying to win a million bucks, Brees yeah, Hall could be a, a potential league winner. Well, at the where end of the is round. Zonovan Knight going? Zonovan Knight, I don't know if it's going any. So, that's another conversation. Yeah. The, Knight is not going anywhere. But Michael Wait, Carter, wait. he's not being drafted. Something not, happened to him? No, he's, he's just not. You know like, what he did last what did he do? year? Last year he ran some teams into some money, and when he played, he, yep. he he had some good games and he made some things happen. Everybody talked about what McKinnon did for fantasy football players, but Knight did some of the similar things. Just saying. So for you, you'd be okay if you drafted Brees Hall at the at the two three turn. You could get Knight essentially in the 19th or 20th round. Would you rather do that or would you rather get Michael Carter at that 17, 18 turn? 
Well, you know, what's your old boy that said in double-digit rounds, there's never a bad draft pick? Never a bad pick, yep. Pick them both. Pick them both. At this point in time, you know, know, you're you're an all-in kind of guy because you want to win a million dollars. And the FFPC is just giving away a million dollars almost in every contest. I I signed up for a $35 team looking for that million-dollar payout. That that didn't happen. But it's it's a wonderful – it, 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 to believe that there are so many million dollar, half million dollar contests and, and uh, the money that's available to, to good players in fantasy football and what the FFPC, Alex and David put together is just a fantastic situation. Absolutely is. Absolutely is. And one of those players competing for those million dollar grand prizes is tonight's guest. He's already taken down nine high stakes league titles since 2017, including getting half of his FPC teams into the playoffs last year. He's expanded his territory, Farrell, uh, to include more best ball leagues over the course of last season and this season. He's here tonight to break down the many drafts and players he's already selected so far in the drafting season. Joining us from Tommy Island, we'll let him explain that. It is the incomparable Tommy Heron. Tommy, welcome into the High Stakes Fantasy Football. (laughs) Gentlemen, how goes it? Tommy, you got some new glasses on, man. They look sharp. That, well, I don't know if they're new, but uh, they, Good, uh, I appreciate the uh, strong. <laughs> so, 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 Tommy, Tommy Island is is kind of like what it, what it means is is or just kind of like what it says. Like, there's a lot of times where you will go out and get your guys, or you will um, shun guys, even though everybody else is telling you, "Hey, you need to draft this guy, or you need to stay away from this guy." You are pretty strong in your convictions, which has more than once put you on Tommy Island. That, that's exactly right. It goes. Uh, it goes in life. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to stand alone, uh, whether it's in foot, whether it's in fantasy football, gambling, or whatever else. So, right. um, so yeah, love uh, love to spend some time on Tommy Island. That's what I'm doing this week. So, um, when so, yeah. you are, Tommy, when you are not on Tommy Island drafting all these teams, what are you doing for a living? And and you're on the you're on the East Coast, right? If I remember correctly, Charlotte, North Carolina. That's got right. it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm selling snacks. So I work for, I'm a customer vice president for Mondelez International. Uh, we sell um, a few snacks you may know, uh, Oreo, Ritz, Nutter Butter, Sour Patch, Swedish Fish, Cliff Bar, Cliff a few, Bar. few big brands. So, uh, yeah, we um, we make snacking made right. So. What what What's your personal favorite out of everything that, that, uh, that your company's hawking? Um, are you an Oreo uh, man? I like I, the no, nutter I, butter. So I like nutter butter. I love nutter butter. I actually like a, a, a classic Lorna Dune. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. A toasted chip, Ritz toasted chip cheddar. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. are good, too. Yeah, they are. I, yeah. You, uh, both of you gentlemen will be getting the care package. So I, I will. Whoa. That's what I need. Um, That's what I need. I need a lot of care, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and to me, these don't sound like stacks, uh, snacks. These sound like the four basic food groups of how you you put things together. Tell me, let's go up to Buffalo where where Krautwurst and other Bills fans are toying with the idea, and I I think you probably know our good friend Krautwurst, uh, that, that they may signed DeAndre Hopkins, which, you know, that's that's a fool's paradise for them. So let's talk about DeAndre Hopkins not signing there. Now, player that we really like on the Bills, Davis. We've always liked him on the show. We found early on that he was underrated. I think now by fantasy drafters, he's overrated. Khalil Shakir is a player I've always admired. 
Yeah, he's a little slight for the position. He hasn't uh, he hasn't done as much in Buffalo because they've got so many guys hanging around um, to play that slot position. And then I would like to hear your take on Dalton Kincaid. Which one of these guys separate themselves, fulfill their uh, fulfill their ceiling in fantasy football that you can get involved with and you can win some uh, Tommy dollars this year? All right, so, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I like all three yeah, uh, me in too. different ways. So, um, Gabe is my fave. Um, I know you said he was overrated. I think uh, we'll find out this year because I mm-hmm. think injuries held him back last year. I think he was okay. overrated. I can buy going, that. I mean, he was he skyrocketed last year. He was probably the, um, the favorite uh, sleeper of, ever, you know, 90% of fantasy players last year, and um, he didn't fulfill that. So eighth round this year, yeah, I'll take him. Sign me up for that. Um, however, I think Shakir, um, I like to call him Tupac Shakir. Um, <laughs> he is, uh, he's by far the best value. Um, he's always hanging around at that 18th round, and I've got him. I probably have him on 60%, 70% of the teams I've drafted. I've drafted about 20 to 25 uh, teams in various formats on FFPC. He's on so many of them. Um, so he's a value. I'll have him. And then Kincaid, the, the problem with him, he's a little rich uh, for where he's mm-hmm. going in the eighth round for me. Um, he's great for best ball uh, because I think mm-hmm. it's going to take a while. If he does anything, it's going to be later in the year. Um, you know, think about James Cook last year. It took him a long time. They, don't, they didn't really buy into the rookies. They don't play the rookies. Dawson Knox is still there. Um, so I think uh, – I think he's definitely got the the best ceiling. He's probably the best receiver um, out of the draft and um, out of these three. But, you know, in that order, I'll go Gabe, yes. Um, I'll go Shakir, best value, and then Gabe for the ceiling. Give me two out of three um, in a stack with uh, where I have Josh Allen shares. And uh, I might have been living a little bit, Tommy, in 2022 because I remember Davis is more like a fifth-round pick if my memory doesn't fail. He was the fifth round, but he was going – yeah, and he went up into that fourth, fifth turn last year if I'm – you know, if I'm remembering correctly. But, yeah. At, at eighth, I can very eight, much buy into it. That, that's more quite more. overrated. Hey, Bonky, you had something in the rundown about Kincaid. Why don't you share that with Tommy? Well, okay, so, yeah. So, so Ken Dorsey was talking about uh, Dalton Kincaid this week. This, according Joe Buscaglia, who covers the Bills, I yeah. think for the Athletic, um, said that uh, quote: "We're nowhere close to knowing what the big picture is going to be because we have to learn him, and he has to learn us." Dorsey also said his role is to be determined. So, I I don't know. You know, this is the type of thing that a lot of high stakes players and Tommy, you know this. They'll they'll read this and like, oh, you know, maybe I should not be taking him in the mid eighth round ahead of guys mm-hmm. like. Chiga Conquo and, and Dalton Schultz um, as a rookie, the fact that he's the tight end 11 off the board. I think because of, of the hype train was going so fast, I think it's going to take more uh, than this to slow down Kincaid as yeah. far as, you know, where he's going to be going in FFPC drafts. I, I, I just feel like this is the type of player, Tommy, that as we go throughout the summer, he's going to keep rising. Yeah. Well, Tommy, what do you say when a coach says that kind of nonsense? Because yeah, it's what do I say when he keeps? Yeah, because you're a guy. I'll, that, I'll take my guy. shares. I'll take my shares now, and um, if they yes. if they want to keep rising, go ahead. Um, I'll 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 take them in the right format. If I miss, I miss. But I'll have shares. Um, 
I won't be all committed on him, though. I'm not all in on the guy. So. Here, In my mind, here's what Ken Dorsey should have said about this player. This is the finest tight end specimen I've ever seen. His best football is in front of him. Right. I'm going to coach him up. He's going to catch a lot of balls. He's going to help us win Super Bowls. And when he retires from the game, he's going to soon be in the Hall of, Hall of Fame. He's going to yeah. be in Canton. Now, that, that's what I would say about this player because that's how much I believe in him this year. Uh, Dynasty's over. I hope you got some. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I'll take him all day in Dynasty. Okay. Um, but I'll say this is uh, whatever Dorsey says, whatever Brandon Bean said, I think Brandon Bean said this early in the year, uh, who, by the way, Brandon Bean's a Stanley County boy near uh, yep. where I live. He sure the hell uh, is. Norwood, North Carolina. Holla. Uh, but, yeah, um, it's all coach speak. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're throwing that out there. They're not going to give us the goods. If they were going to give us the goods, why, why, why the hell would they do that? So. The, the last thing I want to say about the Bills here, if you guys remember, Gabe, well, I mean, obviously we all remember when Gabe Davis went absolutely crazy in the 2021 uh, uh, game in the playoffs against the Chiefs where he had the, the four touchdowns. Right. Um, that was moving him up draft boards. And then remember, they played in that Thursday night game against the Rams. He had four catches for 88 yards and a touchdown, so the hype was still real on him. By the time the, the, the main event drafts ended um, prior to week one starting, he was actually going at the 309. On average, and as a wide receiver, fifteen. If you remember back to last year, it's crazy. This is why we love fantasy football. It's also why we hate it. Um, let's talk. Let's keep the receiver uh, conversation going here, Tommy. Are going to Jacksonville? Are you team Christian Kirk? Or are you team Calvin Ridley for Trevor Lawrence's top target this year? So top. So I like them both. I mean, this is definitely a one A one B. I know you gentlemen uh, prefer Kirk. Last week's uh, broadcast. Uh, well, I, I like do. Him. I, I like him a lot, but I, I I like Ridley for full season, and I think it may take a little while for him to get going. Um, and I and I think they may take some time. I believe they even talked uh, early on that they are going to ease him in some, but I think his ceiling's so damn high. They're they're about a round apart in ADP right now. So um, you know, I'm not going to be going all in on Ridley, but I'll be uh, I'll have quite a few shares. And if I miss him, I'll grab Kirk because I love Trev. And I think uh, having having Trev with either of those two pieces is, is, a, is a winning combination. You know, when 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 I looked at Balky, Balky does a wonderful job putting together the rundown. And I said, you know, this Tommy guy, I got to meet him because Balky must not like him. These are some of the hardest questions <laughs> I've ever seen. They have no answers. They're trap <laughs> questions. And, and then – Balky skipped over his question and went to mine. Oh my! Oh, God. I'm sad. Yeah, I'm you're right. Win you over as a friend, Tommy. And now I got to ask you one of these Balky questions that not only is difficult, but it never ends. So strap up and here we go. There's a glut of receivers going at the one-two turn this year. At the one-two turn, Tommy. Devonte Adams, AJ Brown, Amon Ross, St. Brown, C.D. Lamb, and Garrett Wilson. Do you have a favorite amongst those five we would also like you to list them in order of how you like them and then we would like to talk to you about uh, more leaving carolina those are all the receiver you see that's a tough question well um this was actually i was talking with a good friend of mine who's um i'll consider an elite uh fantasy player and balky i think you know him jeff antley uh, mm-hmm. and um he and i were talking he, he lives here in charlotte really uh one of my very best friends, and uh, we were talking the other day, same question. We were, we were talking about the turn um, going into that second round. So uh, this is easy for me. It's Good. Arthur Juan, 
number one out of those. It's Sedarius Lamb, number two. And then it's Amon Ron, it's Garrett Wilson, and then it's Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams is sliding for me. Now, he's, you know, not a, you know, he's not on my do not draft, but right now he's on my do not draft right there. I'll actually put Waddle. Um, uh, Waddle's starting to climb ahead of him for me. And I know y'all didn't bring that name in, no. but I'll bring that in. Um, here's the here's the thing. I will end up drafting Adam some because I don't love those running backs in the middle of that second round. I, I just don't. And uh, y'all were talking about Brees earlier, but Brees all the way to Tony Pollard. I don't love any of that. And I've got a guy that goes in the third that I absolutely adore. So, um, so that's um, – that's where I rank them. And um, I think um, you can't go wrong with any of those, especially that f- the first two, I mean, the first four, honestly. Yeah. I think they're all going to have great, great years. I think there's question marks with Adams. Adams is your outlier because of the quarterback situation? Because of the quarterback situation, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I'm looking at two guys sitting in the first two rounds of the draft. I know Jacobs was uh, – was great last year, but you got two Raiders sitting in the first two rounds of the draft with Jim Garoppolo. I, I, I mean, help Incorrect me and fantastic <laughs> at the same time. Boy, we were on Jacobs last year, and boy, he slid. Every time we recommended him on the show, he went down around. That, uh, by, yeah. by August, you know, nobody won. Yeah, he's the opposite. Like for me, I didn't have any shares of him. I won't, you know, I won't have any shares of him this year, but like Chubb. I was getting last year in the third round and mm-hmm. loved him. Mm-hmm. Helped me all season long until the end. And he started tapering off. Now he's in the middle of the second round. I don't want to touch him. So, I yeah. mean, the, it, it, did you it, play it, football, Tommy? Yeah. Do I play football or did, did you I? Play? Yeah, did you? years ago. Because you got some uh, big ass hands, man. You could catch the ball, you could handle some tackles. Right. I mean, look at those things. It's probably the camera angle, to be honest. Well, <laughs> it could be. Yeah. I, it works well for me. <laughs> You're going down on my scouting report in good hands, man. Um, you know, I, I Nick Chubb is such an interesting guy because I historically I, I just haven't drafted him because uh he doesn't catch a whole lot of passes. And if I'm gonna invest in early running back pick, I, I want a guy who catches passes. Right. And it always seems like he went higher uh, than I was willing to take him. Now, last year, um, yeah. to, to your point, Tommy, I actually got him in a few more leagues, not trying. It just happened to, to go that way because other people were letting him slip. But apparently that discount's over. That sale ended yeah. last year because he is at sticker price uh, again in, in 2023. That's right. um, let's talk tight ends here. Mike is sicky. He's still in the same division as he was last year. Uh, but he's further north. No longer a Dolphin, now a New England Patriot. I look back to his 2021 season, the, the last year he had pre-Mike McDaniel, and he caught, I think it was like 70-some passes for 700-plus yards. It was really, really good. Uh, but in Mike McDaniel's offense, you got to be able to block. Gesicki was not the greatest blocker, thus he was not on the field as much, barely top 30 catches last year. Now in New England, they went out and signed him in free agency. What are your thoughts on Gesicki perhaps bouncing all the way back to, to maybe that 60, maybe 70-catch plateau this year? I, 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 I like Jasicki a lot this year, um, especially that, that whole round 15 to 18. There's so many tight ends. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I, I, I like to call it the poo-poo platter, but it's a really good poo-poo platter because it's, <laughs> uh, because there's so many to pick from that, I, that I'm willing to sign up for. Jasicki, I think, um, you know, thinking back to 21, the only thing he was lacking that year was touchdowns. He only had two, but he had, I think, six the year before that. So what I think is this, 
for sure he gets back to that kind of level. Whether he catches 70 balls, I don't know. But I think, it, you know, he catches 60. He catches 600 yards and he's six touchdowns. Lock it in with six touchdowns. I looked this up. Um, Hunter Henry caught nine touchdown passes in 21 from Michael McCorkle Jones, who is the same quarterback there now, Mac mm-hmm. Jones. So if if Hunter Henry scores nine touchdowns, then Jasicki's a bet like just as good or better a, a receiver than yeah. than Hunter Henry. Lock him in. He's definitely back. Um, count him up for six touchdowns minimum, mm. especially in round fifteen. I agree, Balky, because Gasicki is just in the red zone. Gasicki is a whole other player, which yep. is what we want in fantasy football. Even though the bonus, and you're you're so correct to ask about catches, because you know our 1.5 FFPC bonus, that's all about catches. So yeah. you know, I want to go to another tight end. Then we talked about him a little bit last week. We need to talk about him more. And uh, we, we talked about Kincaid is, is, is my favorite coming out of this past year's draft, 2022. My favorite was McBride. I picked him up everywhere I could. I didn't necessarily like the landing spot with Ertz there. But eventually Ertz will seed a, a lot of uh, you know, play to McBride. And uh, he's virtually free as well, Balky. Is that correct? Due to uh, our yes. yes. So I was going to say this. Gesicki is going right behind Michael Mayer in, in drafts. The next tight end drafted after Yusicki is Trey McBride, who okay. is tight end 23 at the 1508. 15. Okay, so th- well, there's three tight ends that Balky gave you, and obviously you like Gusicki best. What do you think about the other two guys? Um, Especially love, with McBride. I love mm-hmm. McBride. Uh, McBride's on so many of my squads. I've been on them all um, already early on. Um, and his end of last year, I like to look at the previous year, how they ended, not how they started. Yeah. And uh, last seven games, what, 25 catches, you know, two, 300 yards. He only had a touchdown, but that was with a backup quarterback. He's going to start the year with a backup quarterback. Put that over, project that over 17 games. Zach Ertz may be back in September. And by the way, is he even going to be healthy when he's back? This is is Trey McBride all day long. I think Trey McBride probably climbs the charts – from the tight end, and if he doesn't, I'll be happy. This is why I love drafting in May and June ahead of all the other folks that are going to come in later on because, um, you know, this is you, – you get a head start on everybody and you get some of these guys um, early on. So, Well, if you want to know if, if Ertz is going to be healthy, you got to get over to the Athletic and consult with this Rosenblatt's guy because he <laughs> he's got that – he's got that stuff down. You, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at Trey McBride's game logs, and obviously he, he was hurt to start last year, as you alluded to, Tommy. Yeah. Only nine catches in his first – Four games, which you say only nine, that's still okay for a rookie tight end. But then bear in mind that over the last five games, he had 20 catches, never dipped below three catches. He had at least three catches in every game, including seven for 78 and a touchdown in week uh, 17 on New Year's Day on the road against the Falcons. So there is something there. And the fact that he's going so cheap has so many of us excited. Now, um, he is going to be with the same team he was last year. A player who is not going to be is a dude who went from Cincinnati now to Carolina in your backyard, and that's Hayden Hurst. No DJ Moore. Uh, obviously, he moves on to Chicago. You do have Adam Thielen. They went out and got Jonathan Mingo. You're looking at DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, uh, Terrace Marshall. And I think there was a blurb about him today, maybe having a big breakout campaign this year. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, yeah. But he is super cheap, so he'll probably be on some of my teams this year. Um, yeah. But your thoughts on Hayden Hurst? 
What role is he going to have catching passes from Bryce Young this year? Yeah, I mean, I think he's got a good solid role. I mean, sign me up for a tight end three. Um, mm-hmm. and FFPC. I mean, that's 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 what he is. And, you know, it's 45 to 50 catches, 500 yards and three to four touchdowns. And I, I think that's feasible. You got Bryce Young's security blanket. He's going to need to check down. Um, they've always, I mean, Carolina's, always, and he's probably going to have a game or two. You always have that from a Carolina Panther. You have, you know, the Tommy Trembles of the world who put up two touchdowns randomly in a game. Um, so, you, you you know, I think you'll get production out of him. And um, I think he bounces back. You're right. This is his home. He, he, was, he was a cock-a-doodle-doo gamecock. Uh, <laughs> Columbia, South Carolina. So he's back home. And, hey, do you uh, ever refer to South Carolina as USC? Um, I, I mean, I guess I have. I just I yeah, mean, yeah. I just we, yeah. nationally, that's very. Yeah, I, I still look. I, I'm from the Carolinas, but look, I, I, I much respect to Southern California. USC is uh, is iconic. So much respect to them too. So. Some mighty fine football players coming yeah. out of those two Carolinas. That's too. right. That's right. I'll actually be doing. I, Farrell, I didn't tell you this, but at the the last weekend in June, I'm actually going to be doing this show in south carolina visiting some family out there then so that's i will be i will be just south of where tommy is is going to be then um hayden hurst 68 targets last year 52 catches on a team with tyler boyd jamar chase and t higgins now he goes to a team that again he's not going to have the receivers taking a lot of attention away from him but he should get a lot of attention from bryce young and the fact that he's tight end 28 right now in the ffpc we are digging that Farrell, we have not talked any running backs yet tonight well, we haven't, you know, and, and I, I, <laughs> I love my question. This is like throwing up a softball, watching it grow into a pumpkin as it approaches home plate. Uh, if we had an eighth grade division, this would be a question for them, Tommy. So get ready to crush the hell out of this. Um, is Austin Eckler, who is being drafted at the 106 in FFPC drafts, is, um, is it right that he's the second running back over the board, it's, or is he being overdrafted? Um, it's definitely right. Um, I could argue he could go to one in some cases. Um, mm-hmm. He was the number one running back and wide receiver in PPR last year. Mm-hmm. So he had, I think, four more total points in a PPR format. I might be, you know, off a little bit than Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, adding Kellen Moore, so a great off, better offensive coordinator. Um, add in the fact no new running backs brought in. Add in incentive to keep him on the field this year. So, mm-hmm. eleven hundred twenty-five total yards, a million dollars, six hundred thousand dollars for ten plus touchdowns, and then another one for um, another one fifty for for Pro Bowl. So, i.e., stay healthy, stay on the field, and then the the kicker um, is the contract year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's he's got an incentive to go out. Um, and just have a juggernaut year this year. And he plays the Raiders twice, so there's six Play- touchdowns right there. Right. So I mean, the guy's got a magnet in the end zone. He just he goes and finds it. He, he and and you know, it, it it's uh it's such a it's such a joy to watch him play. You wonder with an athlete like that on your team, how can you not be better than 500? I hope to see. Yep. Uh, I hope to see Austin Eckler some some year play in the postseason. It would, well, nice. I think they're going to be better this year. I think uh, I think Herbert's going to bounce back this year. By the way, with that yeah. um, the whole team, and I think Kellen Moore is going to be a big part of that. 
they uh, boy Bonky uh, the, uh, Kevin Williamson has got some uh, real questions for Tommy. <laughs> Here we go. Let's real do this. Questions. By by the way, I'm going to pop this up on the screen, but I'm, I just want to confirm what Tommy said. Uh, Austin Eckler weeks one through seventeen last year outscored Justin Jefferson by six point six points. Uh, so he was the number one non quarterback score in FFPC scoring last year. And out of the he 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 played every single game last year. Out of those 17 games, nine of them, he scored at least 23.9 or more. Yeah. You got to love that. And I think his lowest game was was week one when he only had 11. That was yeah. his lowest, you know? So so there's a lot to like about him. Okay, moving on. Because we haven't talked about quarterbacks, Kevin Williamson, is quarterback 16 too low for Aaron Rodgers? Now, that's an interesting question because he's got a lot more weapons in New York, or at least more veteran weapons in New York, guys who have done it before than he had in Green Bay last year, including uh, a, a guy he had in Green Bay last year with Alan Lazard. But Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson is is there. You look at um, the, we talked about Brees Hall obviously earlier. Tyler Conklin, um, Rogers is a four time MVP. He won two MVPs in the last three seasons, and yet FFPC drafters are taking him as the 16th quarterback off the board. Too low for you right now, Tommy? No, I mean he's about right. I mean I think it's. Um... You know, I could say that about a lot of those guys that are right there. I mean, Jared Goff. Look at Jared Goff last year in a really great offense. He's going after Aaron Rodgers, um, Gino, the Machino. Uh, they're all going right there together. Dan Jones, uh, Tua, all in that 11 to 13. Um, so, you know, I could say they're all going late, or that's just the way – that's just, like, where they are. I mean, this typically happens uh, if you wait on quarterbacks. Um so um, I, I think they're all good values where they're at. And um, so I, I'm good where he's at. But yeah. if, if you like him and you think it's, it's, it's too low, then, then grab it as value. And, Tom, uh, Tommy, let me just let it start to interrupt. Let me, let me just ask you any of those players that you just mentioned, Jones, I'll throw in Kirk Cousins in there, Geno Smith, uh, Jared Goff. Would you, would you draft Rodgers ahead of any or all of those guys? No, uh, I'd probably I would I would put uh, I like Jared Goff ahead of those guys. Okay, Kirk Cousins. I'd put uh, I'd put Gino and uh, probably Aaron together. I think Gino, you know, he needs to prove it again this year. That last year could have been, who knows, right? Uh, and right. he's got a lot of weapons. Aaron Rodgers does have a lot of weapons, but the Jets have a really good defense. So I could see. Uh, I can see also the Jets playing one of those games where they have these good weapons, but they might not light up the scoreboard for 32 points. They're gonna they're gonna play defense, and if Brees does come back and is healthy, um, they'll grind that out and they'll they'll you know they'll do their thing. So. Malky likes to talk about running back Michael Carter, and you know I think if you want to get if you want to say anything about Rodgers, you can say you know what he's got Carter. Because there's a player that after he catches the ball can do something yeah. with it. Like, and you know, we've we've watched Rodgers take advantage of that home field advantage that you enjoy, Balky, every time you go out to the game uh, there in Green Bay. And now, now he's in a division where he's got to go on the road to Miami. Not an easy place to play. New England, not an easy place to play. And you know, he's he's going to get a little bit of his own medicine when he goes to Buffalo. So I, there's some things about being in New York that are a little different than what he experienced with the Packers. So I think, I think Tommy's onto something still intriguing about what he might be able to do with this team. But yeah, you know, uh, those guys you mentioned, uh, especially uh, up in Detroit, I mean, there's a former first pick of the draft and mm -hmm. he, had a, he had a year like it, you know, 
And you had two weapons in Gibbs and Laporta. Yeah. And, and I, I normally I'd say Jamison Williams for a full year, but it won't be a full year. It'll be a partial year, but at least he'll be healthy. He's got a parlay going tonight, though. Hopefully he hits it. So. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, let, let's uh, go to emails here. A couple of emails for you, Tommy. Uh, Nick in Dallas, is the late fifth too early to draft DeAndre Swift in Fantasy Pros this year? Thank you for the email, Nick in Dallas. You are looking at DeAndre Swift, has an ADP of the 601 currently, running back 21 right behind Dalvin Cook, right ahead of Cam Akers. 601 too early for Swift, too late, or like Goldilocks would say, just right, Tommy. I love him. I love him right there. I, he's, he's one of my, you know, one of my targets, especially at the, in the sixth round. Sign me up. Fifth round, yes, sign me up. If you look at the guys around him, um, just a good situation. I think about what Miles Sanders did last year. I know he's not the same type of player, but Miles Sanders produced uh, significantly last year. I, I, I'm not buying into Rashad Penny staying on the field. It hadn't happened yet. So, um, so take him out of the equation. I think uh, Swift plays up to second or third round potential by the end of the year, potentially. So, 32 rushing touchdowns from the Eagles last year. That's right. I mean, he's going to get some of those. So. How many How many were from Hurts, though, Farrell? Most. <laughs> and the rest were from Sanders. But it's a team that knows how to score the ball. That, that's so, you know, true. Hurts gets you in the red zone. The defense begins to freak out a little bit. Now you've got a guy that's much like what we talked about, Hubbard, having uh, good speed in space. A little space, he stretches it out from pylon to pylon. It's an interesting situation for Swift. Just well, don't, don't think, just go ahead, Tommy. Yeah, I mean, don't you think that uh Hertz uh regresses just slightly yes. some of his touchdowns this year? Yeah. I mean, it was they, 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 you know, they're gonna scheme against it. So hey, we gotta come up with something different. So a- anytime I see an outlier year from a quarterback running the football, I just always assume there's gonna be regression, whether it's yard rushing yards or rushing touchdowns. So yeah, yeah. Now that doesn't may mean I, I'm not a believer in Hertz of where he's going. Oh, right. Uh, right now, but but yeah, I think the running totals have come down. And the great thing about Swift is you can play him every single week except for those two weeks when they play the Giants. Those are the weeks you got to start Boston Scott because Boston Scott is the giant killer on that Philadelphia Eagles team. Donnie in Lansing, Michigan. What's up, Tommy? Do you think FFPC players should be loading up on Tank Bigsby in the 10th round right now? Best of luck this season, Donnie in Lansing, Michigan. Thank you for the email. We appreciate that. Tank Bigsby who's been uh, getting steamed up a little bit right now based on what I'm hearing from high-stakes players, what I'm seeing in high-stakes drafts uh, right now. Tank Bigsby is going um, – where did I have it here? Uh, running back 45, falling the 11th round, so maybe not getting steamed up as much as I thought. But that 10-11 uh, turn, you're looking at Jarek McKinnon, Roshan Johnson, and then Tank Bigsby right ahead of Elijah Mitchell. Is that a good investment this year? Is Bigsby uh, a good investment, good return on draft capital? You know, I think he could be now. Uh, I mean, but I'm not taking him much past this 11. Um, and I'm not going to have, I'm not loading up the word load. No way. Um, okay. I'll have shares uh, because there, there's, there's going to be, you know, some opportunities to score touchdowns and look, let's face it. ETN's not a short, short down guy. They're, they're not going to be, you know, that, that, so I think, there's opportunity there, assuming there's opportunity there. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm looking at, um, like, I think Elijah Mitchell might be just a sleeper sitting right there with him. I just assume have the same same shares of Elijah Mitchell as I would Tank Biz, Bigsby. And I don't think I have any Eli Mitchell. 
and then McKinnon just resigned with Kansas City. So, you know, um, he's somebody to put on your squad, especially in best ball. I mean, McKinnon can, can score three touchdowns with six touches. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yes, I'll have some shares, but not not a ton and not a load of them. And not much past the, the – Now I won't go into that, you know, if it gets into that eighth, ninth, no way. So, Farrell, it is on you for the final question for Mr. Tommy Heron tonight. For a man who is strong in his opinions, this may be the question that is uh, polished up and delivered on the proverbial silver platter for you. Who do you hate? Who do you not like? Who is your despicable player that you don't want to have the stint of his stink on your football team? Who's the guy you just love when you're going to steal him? You're going to steal him from everybody, and he's going to take you to the top the way Gabe Davis did in 2021. Who are those guys? So uh, I won't say I hate these guys, but I want. Well, I will. I want a guy you hate. I want a guy you actually hate. <laughs> so Kamara would be a hater. Uh, <laughs> I don't want any part of Kamara, but I think. Okay, that's well, who else were you going to say? Right, so I think Jacobs. I'm not touching him where he's at. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I think uh, Jordan Addison, aside from Dynasty, I'll, I'll take him in Dynasty. He's yeah. been overdrafted. I like that. Um, I like that a lot. And then DeKalen, Zacharias Metcalf. Look, I love the guy, but third round, no thanks. I can get uh, I can get Tyler Lockett at four rounds, three or four rounds later. And um, they added JSN. So, um, so those are the fades. Uh, targets, Ramondre, Stevenson, take it to the bank, especially in that mid third round, I'll take him. Like I, I prefer, I, I take him over the guys that are going in that second round. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a I better agree. year than all of those guys, better than Henry, better than Pollard, better than all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, big four quarterbacks uh, with Burrow being the fourth. Um, I want a piece of those where I can, I won't be exclusive to that, but, but I think that's uh, advantageous. And then, some other guys, Jerome Ford, all in with this guy. Um, and then I'm I'm growing fond of Keontae Ingram uh, late because I just think uh, in that, you know, 18th, late round, what is that, 18th round he's probably going, um, like him a lot with, with Connor. The, I mean, the, the, the Cardinals have already packed it in. They've already yes. sent off their, uh, their tickets to the draft for next year. So uh, I think Keontae Ingram could have a ton of value late in the year. Hmm, interesting. Very interesting. Um, you have uh, – now, to correct me if I'm wrong, you've done Fantasy Pros and the Best Ball Tournament Drafts. Did you do the Never Too Early as well? I did the Never Too Early, yes. Okay. All right. Has your strategy changed from the Never Too Early Tournament to the Best Ball and Fantasy Pros uh, now? Just a little bit with, with some of the players. Yeah, I think um, I um, – I'll say the overall strategy. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I'll say it's changed a little bit, but over uh, for the most part, I let a draft when, when I'm doing a draft, like I, I mean, I let the draft uh, play out because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be committed to uh, a certain strategy and make a dumbass mistake. <laughs> and uh, so, so anyway, by the way, I do want to call out, I was in the, uh, I played last night at the 10 o'clock and, um, uh-huh. and, I was uh I told you I loved Ramondre mm-hmm. and um I had him in the three eight and I clicked and I thought I had so I had him in my queue 
and I hit, uh, so I ended up drafting TJ Hawkinson. By the way, TJ Hawkinson's a steal right there. So I, I didn't check, I didn't type anything in. I said, right. let this go because I'm a true believer that, hey, if I'm sloppy and uh, my mistake, that's me. But, um, and it may not be, it may not, Tommy, it may not end up being a mistake in the long run. A hundred percent. TJ Hawkins, he could win a championship. Right. So, uh, so anyway, it was funny. I just thought I'd, I'd, I'd throw that out there. Yeah. Since we're <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause I was commissioning that draft last night. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I do remember, And I saw you in it too, for sure. Yeah, um, right. Tommy, we will uh, follow you on Twitter at Tommy Island 69. We yeah. will wish you all the best in your never too early, your FFPC best ball, your FFPC Fantasy Pros Championship, your FFPC main event. Uh, congratulations on all your success so far. Thank you so much for for hanging out on a Wednesday night with us and, yeah. and talking shop. I, I learned I learned a lot, uh, and I really appreciate you carving out the time, man. Good luck in all your leagues this season. Yeah, take care, gentlemen. Send me your addresses so I can send you those care packages, okay? Uh, we, we will be on it for sure. And, Tommy, you can just bring me mine when you come to the KFFSC. Oh, that's because, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll send you that because I'm gonna, I'm interested in that. So I deserves uh, an, It deserves an invite. So we got to yeah, have you right. over here. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, be good, man. We'll see you again soon. Take care, gentlemen. Tommy Heron, ladies and gentlemen, the nine-time winner of uh, FFPC uh, league titles uh, over the course of his career. Uh, had a lot of success in the FPC last year and obviously loading up and, and, and building some juggernauts to try to take down that million-dollar grand prize in the uh, FFPC um, main event and FFPC Fantasy Pros Championship as well this season. Um, Farrell, once again, we were too chatty with the guests, which I appreciate because I'd rather hear from the guests yes. than me gas bag into a microphone for, for an hour. No, um, me included in that. <laughs> so, so here's what we'll do. We'll we'll hold off. We got a few emails, but I have a feeling we're going to get some good ones because we're going to get a week and a half before our next show, which will be um, uh, Friday, June 9th. We will be back live. And, uh, and we won't be live this Friday, but I certainly appreciate you coming on uh wednesday here and, and chopping it up kffsc.com is where to register for this kentucky fantasy football state championship draft uh dra draft live in cincinnati draft live in louisville and maybe you'll see myself and tommy you'll for sure see Farrell uh there as well uh so definitely be doing that this year and uh we will talk with you again Farrell, in in seven days or in uh, nine days beg your pardon very good see you then Bob. thank you Farrell elliott ladies and gentlemen the definitive commissioner of fantasy football that will wrap up tonight's show i do want to thank uh tommy heron i do want to thank farrell elliott the ffpc rob bryce and of course each and every one of you for watching we will be back next friday june 9th at 10 9 central you can watch next week's high stakes fantasy football show on the better sports network on any of the ffpc social media channels next thursday not tomorrow next thursday at 7 6 central with yours truly and draft sharks alex korf chopping it up for two full hours there don't forget, we are now we, we we've we've done the high stakes fantasy football hour. We are now an hour closer. You are basically three hours and change away from that FFPC main event early bird deadline. If you want to get in and save a hundred bucks and be entered into that FFPC pros versus Joe's drawing, you need to register right now. Put your deposit down, pay for your teams, get those deals because it is the best deal you will get on the main event all season on your first team. MyFFPC.com is where to go for that. And you can win a million bucks. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Uh, you can also win a million dollars in the Fantasy Pros Championship. Just a three hundred dollar, uh, excuse me, three hundred fifty dollar entry fee at myffpc.com. I'm actually going to be commissioning the midnight draft tonight. I believe 
we got a couple of people in there right now, it looks like. Uh, so hopefully that fills so you can draft, and uh, I'll be commissioning that draft at myffpc.com. Uh, remember to get in on the early bird promo there. Uh, when you are registering for your teams, uh, you're getting a $35 um, a free FFPC lead credit if you draft and uh, if you register and draft before the early bird promo deadline there as well. You can register for Dynasty Startups at myffpc.com. Remember, we've been doing this for almost a decade. 1,300 plus teams, not a single lead has ever folded. So if you're looking for fantasy football 365 days a year, the FFPC is where to go for that. Uh, $200,000 is the grand prize in the FFPC best ball tournament at myffpc.com. And of course, a $50,000 grand prize in the Superflex best ball tournament, just a $35 entry fee. Uh, those are flying off the board. Drafts are filling up very fast there at myffpc.com. And of course, if you want to play in a slow uh, closed, uh, slow or live closed 12 team league, 30 second clock, 60 second clock, two hour, six hour clock, whatever you want. That's available at myffpc.com for as little as five bucks. Uh, truly the home of season long fantasy football is the uh, FFPC. Uh, remember to like this video, subscribe to the channel, comment, share, and get notified. And don't forget tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern, Aiden LaCorey, Dave Terpoli, uh, taking you through the hard way draft with uh, with all those illustrious uh, drafters that I mentioned before. Of course, the back-to-back -back, uh, FPC uh, grand prize winner, Abib Egbatoba, Dan Williamson from the GOAT District, Theo Greminger, player profiler, GOAT District, Ron Meyer, former guest of the show, uh, is going to be drafting Fantasy Mojo's Darren Armani, uh, so many more. I know I forgot a bunch of them, but they're all going to be drafting. Todd Burroughs drafting tomorrow night as well. Uh, you can watch that right here on uh, youtube.com slash ffpc fantasy of course the ffpc facebook and twitter as well thank you so much for watching everybody um i might make a special appearance tomorrow night in the in the in the uh in the live uh, uh draft coverage i don't know yet but if i don't pop in if i can't pop in tomorrow i will see you again on oh and that's the other thing i should uh, remind you tuesday we actually go live on this channel for the June edition of the Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown, longtime uh, FFPC player and uh, several times over high stakes champion in both the FPC, the main event, and Dynasty, Mike Foresta is actually going to be popping back on. So we're going to chop that up Tuesday night at 10, 9 central. So I will see you then for sure if I don't see you tomorrow night. Thanks for watching, everybody, and listening. Your weekend sort of starts now. <laughs>I was actually wrong. There's only one team signed up uh, in that midnight draft, not a couple. But make sure you're still popping in there. Uh, the draft goes off in a little bit less than an hour. I've seen these things fly, especially now as we're approaching June. So get in your uh, drafting action right now at Fantasy Pros Championship. Maybe this is going to be the million-dollar league tonight. I don't know. And you could be that million-dollar winner. Thanks for watching, everybody. Maybe I'll see you later on in the draft room tonight. Otherwise, I will see you on Tuesday. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.